got an uncle by the name of Jerry. He's got a farm, a great big farm, 2,000 acres of the very, very best land in the whole United States. He's got a reputation in the village, known as a dude, a gosh darn dude. He would never do in New York City, but in his hometown, he's a devil, he's a devil. He's a devil in his own hometown. On the level, on the level, he's as funny as a clown. He spends a five cent piece, thinks nothing of it, his pants all crease, red vest above it, and when it comes to women, oh, 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 he's a devil, he's a devil. Telling stories in a grocery store On the level, on the level Has them rolling on the floor Down at the fair with all the other hackers He received first prize for playing checkers And he cheated, can you beat it? He's a devil in his own hometown got an overcoat that's fine and furry gold-headed cane that came from Spain. They've even got him saying, I should worry. Just like all the sporty city folks, you ought to see the way he spent his money. He bought a box of whole proof socks they would never do for New York City. But in his hometown, he's a devil, he's a devil. He's a devil in his own hometown. On the level, on the level, he's as funny as a clown. He spends a five-cent piece, thinks nothing of it. His pants all crease, red vest above it. And when it comes to women, oh, 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 he's a devil. He's a devil telling stories in the grocery store. On the level, on the level, has them rolling on the floor. In Philadelphia, he had a high old time. He stayed out one night till a quarter past nine. He's a devil, he's a devil. He's a devil in his own hometown. Out 
Welcome to the old Dodger Radio Show for this week. Ah, we opened up the program with my old friend Billy Murray singing He's a Devil in his own hometown. Then the lovely Helen Kane with I Have to Have You. Well, and here at the old Dodger Show, we play 70 RPM records exclusively, you know. And anyway, I'm the host, the old Dodger, Courtney T. Edison. But next week, we are going to have, you are going to have, a special treat. Gus Bodenheim, he's the familiar and beloved, uh, check that, he's widely suspected of treachery, but he's beloved of naive, young, lovelorn virgins. Anyway, he's one of he's one of our foremost commercial announcers, as you know, and he always does a good job of selling the products. Well, next week, Gus will be hosting the entire show. He will program the, the 70 RPM music, and he will provide sparkling repartee, or, or so he says. I, I will be off next week. I'm getting uh, fitted for my fourth set of dentures. I will be at the dental parlors of John Doc McTeague, who learned uh, the profession from Dr. Painless Potter, as I've said before. I, pl <laughs> I plan to flirt with the hygienist to get her to slip me a few extra sample tubes of polygrip. Now, because the new dentures will require some adjustment, after they are fitted, I might not be as crisply articulate as I usually am. And I'd hate for anyone to misunderstand anything I'm saying. And of course, the, the, the dentures could slip while I'm reminiscing about Sophie Tucker or castigating Fabio. Any number of embarrassments could occur, perhaps even a disaster or two. I have a reputation for broadcast integrity to uphold. So Gus will be sitting in for me next week. But he will not be sitting in this chair. Gus has been banned from the Pouton Shanty for several months because of his decadent ways. Now, now, let me clarify. Decadence is a way of life around here. I embody all the vices you admire and none of the virtues you detest. But Gus sometimes goes too far. And he went too far a few weeks ago. But uh, because of pending legal proceedings... I am prohibited from discussing the details on the radio. So uh, Gus will be broadcasting next week from an as-yet-undisclosed location, likely some flea-pit motel outside the Holland Tunnel. But now, here's Gus doing what he does best, being a huckster and a shill for Del Barton products. It's actually one of the two things he does best. The other <laughs> is debauching wistful virgins, but I, I won't let him do that on the radio. My friends, consider the humble comma. Sometimes it makes all the difference. Let's eat, children. Let's eat, children. It's this kind of insight that inspired the innovators at Del Barton Holistics to create a new kind of chew and swallow energy product. It's called the Gross Butt Bar. Tastes terrible, but... You see, it's the one with the comma. The Gross Butt Bar is an all-natural pick-me-up made of the finest artisanally curated ingredients. Silky kale, decadent carob, koi pouting lecithin, some kind of mineral-rich shale byproduct, cardio-compatible catfish oil, Trader Joe-grade methadrine compote, genuine pseudoephedrine, the kind mama used to hide, non-chill-filtered acai bark, processed rancho malario ash, locally sourced, a proprietary amalgam of rare phosphorescent algae, reasonably scarce spirulina, and or gelatinous gobs of common everyday gut bacteria plucked at the very peak of probiotic likelihood, and cruelty-free raisin-derived flavonoids for sweetness. Gross taste, but these powerful ingredients will leave you, well, they'll leave you, eventually. So whether you're taking a test or gearing up for a grueling workout, in need of a little midday pep, or simply hangry, think gross, but, and whatever you do, don't leave out the comma.
a chance We went to a midnight dance To tight this rag of mine Too tight, it's a mess Too tight, it's the best Too tight this rag of mine Too tight, it's a wow Too tight, I'll show you how Too tight this rag of mine
Set of music, we started out with Blind Blake, and he sang the Too Tight Blues, and it was uh, Too Tight Blues number two. Billy Holiday sang Miss Brown to you. Then we heard Frankie Trumbauer and his orchestra that was featuring uh, Big Spiderback, the great Big Spiderback on cornet. Uh, they did something called Three Blind Mice. Ah, poor Bix. He drank too much bathtub gin in the, the Roaring Twenties, in the, the first Roaring Twenties. His skin turned a deep emerald, and he went blind, his liver conked out, he was washed up at age 26 and dead at 28. So the next time someone tells you they're, they're going green, think of Bix and wish them luck. And we've closed out the set with Jesse Arnaz and his orchestra with Impromptu. Oh, oh we also heard Gus Bodenheim bringing you the good news about another fine product from Del Barton Kitchens. With a long history of fine industrial accomplishments, Del Barton has managed to disprove the old adage that the customer is always right. Qu quite to the contrary. Uh, anyway, I'm going to move right along with uh, more music here on the Oak Codge Radio Show on WFMU. And here is something from the lovely and lilting Ruth Edding.
those bought to me. We took a walk, we had a talk, and let me tell you very confidentially, that little walk, that little talk, has made me just as glad, as glad as I can be. was loving and so we took a walk and had a talk and I discovered pretty soon that it was me.
of night keep repeating you goofed you goofed and rigor mortis is in the crib oh such crazy balls we had and hawk he's terrible out on the terrace the cinderella of chimes they ding dong the wind keeps wailing a real mournful song and my scene is all clean you've been wise but I've got the biggest bulging eyes I could lay dead in silence beside you and throw all that other jive right out of my wig dig and in the groove given to squares who through trusting have copped all the cream and honey but my scene is all clean I sound on you, mummy, but my pipes echo back on a twisted heart. I stretch my grabbers to you in longing, but the return trip is always a drag. I whisper all the insane sounds you laid on me, the groove that only we have known. Till the pangs of rigor mortis remind me that I I'm so alone. Oh, I miss you, baby, because my scene is too clean. Mm-hmm. 
in that set of music, we started out with Ruth Edding, and she sang a song called Me! There's an exclamation point on the end of the title. Stop Smith on the violin with Desert Sands. Then we heard from Africa, Alphonse Camulolo with Bolingo. Babs Gonzalez, oh, I knew him many years ago. What a character that Babs Gonzalez was. And we heard uh, the song When Rigor Mortis Sets In. And we finished up with Lloyd Glenn, something called Earl. And now, here on the old Kaja show, the moment you've all been waiting for, we have another motion picture soundtrack from an award-winning film starring Flip the Frog. We, now, we were hoping to acquire the soundtrack for uh, the, the Flip the Frog motion picture, The Day the Frog Cried. This is a legendary. It is a rarely screened film in which Flip plays a non-comedic role. It's a dramatic turn for Flip. In, in, the, in this film, it was filmed in the late 1940s, Flip plays a frog who is imprisoned in a Nazi concentration camp. The plot revolves around his relationship with all the tadpoles and the froglets who are prisoners of the Nazis. In the day the frog cried, the, the role of Hitler is uh, capably portrayed by Mickey Rooney. You see, after years of being seen on screen in the zany, madcap Hollywood comedies, Flip the Frog wanted to be taken more seriously as an acting amphibian. So he co-wrote the script for The Day the Frog Cried, and he directed it too. However, there were some problems along the way, and the film really was never, it was never properly finished. It also went way over budget, and it, and it was ten hours long. The studio demanded that Flip cut it down to two hours. Ah, he was disgusted. But he, he managed to cut it down to six hours. But the studio was not happy. So they took the film reels away from Flip and they fired him. And they gave the, the reels to a staff editor who chopped the film down to 90 minutes. When Flip saw the, the finished version, he complained that the artistry had been destroyed by an editor who had nothing on his mind but his hat. The soul of the movie was gone and Flip disowned it. Uh, now, all the footage that was cut from the 10-hour full-length film was destroyed in a warehouse fire. Now, the, the date of Frog Cried in its 90-minute mutilated version was released in a limited theatrical run with a, a new musical score by failed blues musician Swampy Stubbs, who I talked about last week. But it bombed at the box office. Now, that triggered an alcoholic spiral for... Flip the frog, and his career in Hollywood was finished, except for uh, he had a few supporting roles in some of the less classy Three Stooges films of the 1950s. Uh, so anyway, we were promised the studio said they'd give us the soundtrack for The Day the Frog Cried for today's show, but nope, apparently the studio is still attempting to restore the audio track to that epic film. So instead, on today's old Codger show, we will feature the soundtrack for the 1932 major motion picture Stormy Seas, starring Flip the Frog. In this film, Flip plays a typical bonehead, as usual, but this time it's a bonehead on a boat. Supporting actors in this film, you won't see them on the radio, but you might hear the limited bits of dialogue. Uh, the, the, the supporting actors include Veronica Lake, Crash Corrigan, Franklin Pangborn, and special guest... Mickey Rooney, he'll be dressed up as a mailbox. You wouldn't even recognize him. So here's uh, the soundtrack from Stormy Seas, starring Flip... Ah, for hell with it.
and men. Which is the rooster, which is the hen? It's hard to tell them apart today and say, Sister is busy learning to shave. Brother just loves his permanent wave. It's hard to tell them apart today. Hey, hey. Girls were girls and boys were boys when I was a tot. Now we don't know who is who or even what's what. Knickers and trousers, baggy and wide. Nobody knows who's walking inside. Those masculine women and feminine men. you fellas, listen to me. Got something to tell you. I want you to listen to every word and govern yourself according. Now pay attention. You see these girls with these fine diamonds and fox furs and fine clothes? Well, Jack, they're looking for a husband. And you're listening to a man that knows. They don't hoot! They ain't fooling. And if you fool around with them, you're gonna get yourself a schooling. If she saves your dough and won't go to a show, beware, brother, beware. Be and if she's easy to kiss and never resist, be careful. Be careful. Be careful. And if you go for a walk and she just listens while you talk, she's trying to hook you. And if nobody's looking and she asks you to taste her cooking, don't do it. Don't do it. And if you go to a show and she wants to sit in the back row, bring her down front. Bring her right down front. And if you go for a snack and she wants a booth in the back, watch her. She's trying to hook you. And listen. If she's used to caviar and fine silk, and when she goes out with you, she wants a hot dog and a malted milk. She's been used to going to Carnegie Hall, and when you take out nightclub, and she wants to hear one meatball. That's all. If she grabs your hand and says, darling, you're such a nice man. Beware, beware. beware I'm telling you. Listen to me. You think he's listening to me? Yeah, he's listening. You better listen to me. I'm telling you what's being put out. You better pick up on it. Now listen to this. If her sister calls you brother, you better get further. I'm telling you. You better hit her. You better hit her. And if she's kind of wild and she said, darling, please give me a trial. Don't do it. Don't be weak. Don't give it to her. If she looks up in your face and just melts into place, let her melt. Forget it. You think he's paying attention to her? Should I ask him about the... Should I... But still, I tell him about... Tell him everything. Okay, I'll tell him. Listen. If she calls you on the phone and she says, darling, are you all alone? No, 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 you got three girls with you. Don't pay no test to women. Stand up for your rights. That's right. Be a man. Be a man, that's Superman. right. Should I tell him about Everything. this? Thing? Well, listen, this is very important. If you turn out the light and she don't fight, that's all. That's all. That's the end. It's too late then. She got you hooked. You just well to stick with her. Put down that race to farm and pay attention to me. Now listen. If you get home about two and you don't know what to do and you pull back the curtain and the whole family's looking at you, get your business straight and set the date and don't be late. Gate. So brother, beware. I think I've dropped a plate. That's a foolish thing to do. But I'm glad I introduced myself to you. 
Pardon me if I should criticize, but you really can't deny. There's a fascinating twinkle in your eye. I know that I'm no poly plover, and moreover, I'm no Casanova, but I like you just the same. Pardon me, I feel a great big jump as goofy as can be. If I look like that to you, then pardon me. Pardon me, I know what's on your mind, but you don't know what's on mine. And before you do, I think I'll draw the line. Pardon me, it's true, I never knew such a captivating smile. For a smile from you, I'd gladly run a mile. I know that I'm no poly plover, and moreover, I'm no Casanova, but I like you just the same. Pardon me, it's turned out nice again, you're as busy as a bee. And if I get busy too, then pardon me. Pardon me, I think we've met before, that's what all the young men say. Won't you come out for a walk with me today? Pardon me, I'd like to hold your hand like the movie fellas do. I'd be proud to let folks see me out with you. I know that I'm no poly clover, and moreover, I'm no Casanova, but I like you just the same. Pardon me, I don't mean to offend indiscreet though I may be. And I hope the likes of you will pardon me. Hello, what's this? Oh, the, pardon me, I'll go and tidy up and put me hat on. We're wrapping up another edition of your Gazer radio show, the, the Philco Cheap Cigar Boudoir, as we sometimes say around here. Well, in that last set, we heard Flip the Frog and the soundtrack from his major motion picture, the Academy Award nominee in 1932. It was called Stormy Seas. Then Harry Reeser's Six Jumping Jacks with uh, Masculine Women, Feminine Men. Louis Jordan and his Timpany Five gave us Beware. And George Formby closed out the program with Pardon Me. Well, I, I am the old Codger, Courtney Edison, uh, signing off for this week on WFMU. It was a pleasure having you visit me in my pouting shanty. Not literally, of course. Most of you would not be welcome, literally, in the shanty. You wouldn't be welcome within a cow pasture's distance of my humble fortress. And don't even think of stalking me. About a year ago, one of my fans came here, uninvited. <laughs> when me and my cronies got finished with him, all they found was a zipper. Sly Weasel bourbon. It's, it's like the, the, the Viagra for vengeance. Now, remember, next week, uh, I will not be hosting the program. It will be hosted by Gus Bodenheim. He has promised to behave. Hopefully, he will not have one of his wistful virgins in the studio with him. But this is the company that Gus keeps. Unlike me, as you know, I love younger women, age 45, 50, but I ain't messing with no 35-year-old jailbait. Also, hopefully, Gus will not be plushed to the scuppers during the broadcast. That's only allowed after the show. And now, if he is plushed, I hope you will tell me about it. You may snitch on Gus. It's perfectly acceptable. In fact, Lola Bell Pancake, my manager, she's my aide-de-camp, and my playlist administrator, she's going to be on hand for the show next week. She has been advised that if Gus gets rowdy or profane or loses his temper with the listeners or he's, uh, if he's too hammered out of his mind to wind up the Victrola properly, Lola Bell is, has been instructed to cut off his microphone. Now, if that happens, we have a backup strategy. Because when you entrust Gus Bodenheim with a mission, you always need a solid Plan B. Well, speaking of Plan B, this is WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope in New York City and Rockland County at 91.9 FM and online at WFMU.org. Stay tuned for Miracle Nutrition with Hardy White. On tonight's program, Hardy will be reminiscing about the years he spent caretaking Rudy Valley into Hollywood retired actor's home and his responsibilities keeping a lid on the always frisky Rudy's shenanigans with the nursing staff. Welcome to Miracle Nutrition 
with Hardy White. I'm Hardy White. Right? I'm pretty sure I am. I am Hardy White. Am I Hardy White? I choose to be Hardy White, and I choose to be with you. So join me now, won't you? As we get together for an hour of listening and choosing and going in a direction together. We live in a mysterious world. And in that mysterious world, as we walk through its mazes in time and space over the course of our lives, we find ourselves additionally disoriented by things that are not what they seem, confused by the unknown, unsure often between what is reality and what is an illusion. Lost in the woods of perception and reason, we look for guideposts, for patterns, for signals to help us navigate these invisible paths, maps from the stars and galaxies to the deep, dark caves of the unconscious mind. Up ahead, what is it? A light, a fire, a spark, an illumination? Some intrepid seeker has left a gift for us, a gift of insight, a bit of the blueprints of the place clues to its character and makeup. You know, on this program, we have welcomed these guides, these explorers of the mind and universe. There's no difference. Hold your horses, spirit barber. I'm introducing you. You're interrupting yourself, essentially. One of our most mysterious guests is with us today in the studio, but I imagine he could speak to us without having to be here physically. He's that powerful. But the spirit barber, Andy Costello, is here, inventor, explorer, philosopher, guide, dimensional warrior, and actual barber. What do they call that, Ray? Barbering. You don't call it that. He chops. He chops. He chops over in Brooklyn. But he also speaks interdimensionally with beings from other planes of existence, and he wears, most notably upon his head, a band of unusual construction. It looks like a metal band around his head and attached to it are what appear to be, at least to the untrained eye, kitchen items, whisks and skewers and tongs. And on the forehead, featured prominently is, oh, well, that can't be a diamond. Raisinite. It's an imagined gemstone with relative properties. Well, he's going to tell us about it. Let's just dive into the soup of strange worlds and say, Welcome, spirit barber, Andy Costello. May I address, as it were, your listeners for a moment, if I may? Yes, go right ahead. I, Andrew Costello, uh, are grateful for you out there in listener's sphere of influence that you allow me to transmit certain knowledge that I have obtained through my studies and experiments to you as of today. Spirit Barber, describe your headwear. If you may recall portraits of spirit beings, such as the Buddha or Mike Gennari, they have a third eye. <clears throat> now, this is a direct energy connection to this and other worlds for communicating, so that that energy of universal consciousness can enter through the prostate gland and into the spirit soul, as it were. I think you mean the pineal gland. What did I say? A pepe gland in the brain. Just want you to get the anatomy straight. It acts as a sort of antennae or receptor or radio, if you will, to draw in signals from other dimensional worlds. These are picked up and stored in the brain as dreams. So that dream I had where Eisenhower's face was a house and I fell through a hole in the sky? I recognize that Go to sleep. Universe. I can't. I'm There's intrigued by this spooky show about the unknown. Here's a spooky unknown. Am I going to punch your lights out or not? There's a universe where you're already doing that, I bet. Oh, many universes. 
Okay, okay. But it helps me fall asleep if I lose myself in my imagination. Well, do it without the radio. So, freestyle imagine? I'm done with witty quips, and now I'm moving on to disturbing actual threats of harm. I don't want to put you in that position, Butch. I'll retreat to the imagination part of my brain. Imagine a world where Lou Register has got it all. Imagine a place where stevedores are captains of industry, and people who aren't exactly geniuses are geniuses. This is Lou Register's world, and welcome to it. I'm flying. Look down. That's the sky. You're flying upside down. Can I flip around? I'm afraid I'll throw up and choke. You don't have to. You are pure spirit. Spit. Spirit. Spirit, spit. Long before Rush, we had the great spirit and image, spit and image shift. Lou Register, free-flying interdimensional mind being. I don't mind being that. Anywhere you can think of, you can go. Man, that's a bit of a burden. I can hardly plan meals for the week. If you could go anywhere, where would you go is a paralyzing question. I hope I don't answer nowhere. You want to go nowhere, are you sure? No, I don't know. Nowhere. Uh-oh, if anyone can mess up daydreaming, it's me. Lucky for you, you did all that out loud so I can rescue you and take you on a real adventure which should quench your thirst for other worlds. Hello, everybody. I'm Lou Register. Oh, thanks. I have very little to say, I think. Uh, please stop laughing and clapping. It's freaking me out. Oh. Um, rainstorm, please. Oh, I'm inside. And dry. And nude. Uh, nah. How about a resort-style bathrobe and slippers? Ah. And a cocoa. But it isn't real, because the real thing makes me nauseous. But I still crave it. Like conflict. Floor or no floor? Floor. Oh, I know. I'm in a small one-room cabin, and it's floating through the air. In daytime over famous world capitals and also those parts of the ocean that are sort of greenish blue because of, what is it, coral or something? Or maybe they're just shallow. I've seen those kind of pictures on screensavers. Oh, I have lost my train of thought. I know, train please. This is Lou's first train ride by himself. While he washes his face and back, so does the train car that is getting ready to spirit him across the country, except it's the train workers doing the washing. <laughs>